and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 78, Shutter Island. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Howdy. Hello, listeners. Shutter Island is a 2010 American neo-noir psychological thriller film. It was directed by Martin Scorsese and adapted by Leta Leta Calogridis. From the 2003 Dennis Lehane novel of the same name. You nailed it. Look at, look at your name. Let me see. Let me see. Leta Calogridis. I'll say Leta Calogridis. Leta. Leta? How do you say your name? <laughs> Please. She's Type like, out your pronunciation. Leta. <laughs> Type Lita, out your Lita. pronunciation in a DM or a comment. Yeah. We read both. Put a message in a bottle. Throw it into your nearest body of water. It'll find a way. Yeah. yeah. But don't litter. There's a difference between <laughs> throwing a bottle into the ocean and littering. One has a purpose. <laughs> it's to send us a message. Yeah. The other one sends us the wrong kind of message. That's true. That you're a litter bug. Okay, we can go bug later. We're on to you. Shutter Island stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark. Come on. Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like one way you could pronounce that name. Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. DiCaprio. Ruffalo. I was gonna say Ruffalo, but that's not his name. Ben Kingsley. He's next. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Michelle Williams. Patricia. That's her name, right? Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember her last name. <laughs> Emily Mortimer and Max von Sydow. I recognized Leo. I recognized him. I saw him. I was like, "That's Leonardo DiCaprio." Good for you. He was running the place. Yeah. Yeah. The prison guard. Yeah. He looked, he looked familiar. Yeah. Because he was in that other movie we watched. Which was? Titanic. Yeah! Yeah, good job! Listen to that episode and find out how we rate all movies from <laughs> that point <laughs> forward. Mark Ruffalo was in a movie we've watched on this podcast. Uh-huh. I doubt it. You doubt it? You think I'm fibbing? <laughs> That's the... As the kids say. <laughs> I mean, my nephew used to say fibbing a lot, and he's a kid, so like, yeah. As yeah. the kids say, you think I'm fibbing? No, I don't remember what he was in. The Avengers, your favorite yep. movie. Oh, yeah. He, he was in the, the Hulk. The mm-hmm. Hulk. Um, anyone else? Was he really in anything Hulk? else? I don't think so. No. None of these actors have ever been in anything else. The thing is that when you said, look, he's been in something else that we've seen, I was like, Zodiac. <laughs> Zodiac. We haven't watched that, but we should. We should add it to the list. That's a movie that I watched all but the final 20 minutes. I know, and that's and so And it's been years. Weird. I have to rewatch it. It is so It was weird. very late. I feared for Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I and you just the Zodiac were like, killer could just come it, into my house at any time. But if I don't Not watch now, the last 20 minutes of the movie, then... That's how know. logic works. That's how serial killers work. They know. You don't watch the final 20 minutes of the movie and they're like, God, I had plans. <laughs> <laughs> They've been ruined. In the high-pitched voice. Yep. 
Michelle Williams. Yes. Dated someone else that we saw in a movie. Are you talking about Heath Ledger? I am. Just making connections all over the place. Have you seen their daughter? She looks so much like Heath Ledger. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. She does. Yeah. She she was also briefly married to a musician I'm a fan of. Phil Elverum. Elverum? Elverum. What genre music does Phil create? Indie. And also sad. <laughs> like, okay. like, very sad. <laughs> the breakup with Michelle hit him hard. No, his wife dying of cancer hit him very hard. Well, now I look like a jerk, <laughs> David. Way to be an asshole, Kristen. I saw him live, and it was a very uncomfortable experience for all of us. Somebody in the front row was like, play your old stuff, but not like a jerk. He was like concerned <laughs> like the new music he had yeah, written that was all about his wife and her battle with cancer was not doing good things for his mental health and I sort of agreed with him I mean, there's gotta be <laughs> it's hard to see of like you know getting it out yeah. processing yeah. it but I yeah there's probably a line that could be crossed yeah Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. That's not this movie. It's not. It's no lines are crossed in this movie. Not at all. No wives die of cancer here. Was this? We'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Shutter Island was shot on an $80 million budget and it was a box office success, earning almost $300 million worldwide. It was Martin Scorsese's fifth movie to debut at number one at the box office after Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, and The Departed. Critics were mixed, but mostly positive about Old Shutter Island, with the Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus stating, quote, it may not rank with Scorsese's best work, but Shutter Island's gleefully unapologetic genre thrills represent the director at his most unrestrained. So, okay. What were they mixed about? Well... I will get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> audiences also thought the movie was just okay, giving it a C plus average on CinemaScore. C plus? I will note two critical responses in particular from negative reviews. A.O. Scott from the New York Times wrote that, quote, something terrible is afoot. Sadly, that something turns out to be the movie itself. Sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> Really got him. <laughs> and, uh, Martin's like, oh no, <laughs> not the, this review. It will ruin me. Come on. Yeah. The uh, the Washington Post's film critic Anne Hornaday also gave it a negative review, calling it quote weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I don't understand how it got a C plus. Like, listen, I know that I love the Duff, but a lot of people don't love the Duff, and I can see why collectively people might give it a C plus. They're wrong, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. I feel like this movie deserves at least a B. Like, B in the Bs. Average B. Not even B minus. Solid B. I like it a lot. I give it an A. But... A C. Yeah, that does feel a little low. C plus. That's rude. It's got to at least get up to the B's. And that hurts my feelings. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, Shutter Island did spawn a PC video game. What? 
with plans to release the game on Nintendo DS being canceled. Oh no. <laughs> that does feel like a hard sell for Nintendo. Yeah. Also, there was talk of a prequel television series called Ashcliff in the works at Paramount and HBO, but nothing has really come of that either. This was back in like 2014. That would have been good. But this was is the PC game was that real? Nothing. As far as I know. PC Shutter Island. I mean, all of this, as usual, listeners, all of my information comes from Wikipedia because I can't be bothered to do real research. (laughs) (laughs) Wikipedia is real research. But sometimes I'll click through and like click a link from the Wikipedia to one of the other articles. Yeah, hidden object adventure game. Didn't do that this time. Someone is missing. It's you. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So, should we play it? Kristen should play it. I'll win. Yeah, probably. Right away. I'm trying to see if it's on Steam. Yeah. It's Blackjack. Got him. I'll just like push someone off one of the cliffs. And that'll be I win. win. Yeah. What's the one where you have to like slap cards in the middle? Is that? Slapjack. No, there's another one. Isn't it like Egyptian rat screw? What? I... Have you never heard of Egyptian no. Rats group? No. Okay. Um, my I think, I think that's I, another slapping game. My friends and I played a game called, oh god, what's it called? It's like Taco Cat Pizza Cheese Goat or something. <laughs> like I know that. the game that you're talking yeah. about. And, but um, you've never heard of Egyptian Rats group? No. Okay. It Yes, it is a slapping. It is also called Slap. Okay. Where... Uh, is a similar to a 19th century British card game called Beggar My Neighbor. Beggar My Neighbor. Mm. Beggar but you slap neighbor. when people play combinations of cards. You can like slap and like stuff happens. Hmm. I don't remember. In response to the slap. Love a little bit of violence in a game. It reminds me of the um, like evil Knievel rules in the, was it Magic the Gathering that had that rule? Or was it a different card game? Well, you the, you and you slap and you try to get the no, card over the, the slap it you flip it you flip it okay but you like a way it. of slapping is I believe you're no, you're, you're referring down. to Devil K Neville yeah from the Infinity Magic the Gathering yeah okay slap right. card yeah, game like, yeah, yeah where you down flip it. or across you don't slap up you gotta flick it up slap up okay Readers, like listeners <laughs> you. <laughs> Okay, if you're coming in and you're doing one of those high fives with like your best bud and one person's coming from down low and one person's coming from up high, that's still like a slap if you're coming from down low. I classify like a high five. I feel like that's the only the only time if you're doing that high five where one's coming from up high, one's coming from down low, that's the only time I'm gonna classify the coming up as a slap. But I think I think the flipping is still a slapping motion. I don't think there's anything to be gained from differentiating these movements. There is because you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not. Listeners can slap you have, up. You have you have, <laughs> you have to defend me. Can you slap because up? Because no <laughs> the Twitter poll for this week. For Shutter can Island. You, can you slap can up? You slap <laughs> up? <laughs> Uh, well, as you ponder that, um, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Shutter Island is the story, or is it, of Teddy Daniels, a U.S. Marshal sent to investigate the disappearance of Rachel Solando, a patient, or was she, 
at Ashcliffe, a mental institution for the criminally insane, located on Shutter Island off the coast of Boston. He meets with the head psychiatrist, Dr. Cawley, who gives him and his partner, Chuck, the runaround, denying his request to see staff records and generally being cagey. Or is he? Meanwhile, Teddy confides in his partner that he's really here to find an inmate named Latis, who set a fire that burned his apartment down, killing his wife. Or did he? Will Teddy ever find Andrew Latis and meet out the revenge he is looking for? Or will Teddy, if that is his real name, go, <laughs> go slowly insane as well? A terrible storm, some psychoactive cigarettes, and a dash, and a dash, a dash, a dash of Nazi medicine. It's Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. I didn't expect the Nazi angle. Oh, I did. Really? Oh. I didn't know what year this movie took place. 54. That's that's yeah. my fun that's my funny little story is that it takes place <laughs> in 54 and I went to the IMDb trivia as I do and you know they have things like oh as you can see in this scene they show this and this implying this and I'm like fascinating love this and one of the uh, facts was just this movie takes place in 1954 <laughs> which would be more entertaining if it hadn't said 1954 at the very start of the movie. Like, yeah. if we just we had know. to piece it together and yeah. someone's like, oh, you can tell because they said eight years after such and such thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I was very amused by that. Yeah. I hope you both were too. Hilarious. I think this movie was okay. <laughs> I would give it about a C plus, honestly. A C plus? Not even a B minus? That's was... at least in the B's, Dave. David, I thought you would like this one. I was kind of into it. So, like, the plot was pretty good. I, I was into the intrigue. The people Leo is searching for keep changing. Like, he's looking for Rachel. Then Rachel shows up. And now he's looking for latest because he has the secret reason for being there. And then, like, the quote-unquote real Rachel is the doctor in the cave. There's lots of twists and turns and intrigue. And then it just turns out he's a patient and everything was make-believe. And I'm just kind of like... <laughs> all of my interest just did the sad trombone slide and I was like like it's a well executed twist but it felt like this was all a dream which kind of turned me off invalidates the entire plot yeah like there was there's one movie I've seen that pulls something off like this that I enjoy and that was The Game with Michael Douglas which I've mentioned before and neither of you have seen no correct yeah um, but now I know the end David you know. <laughs> Way to spoil the only movie that does that twist. God. No, you God. don't you don't know it yet. It's, <laughs> trust me. It's a good it's it's a good it's David Fincher. People really like it. I don't know if I've seen the David. I think I've seen one, but the thing is I can't tell you what it is. I just feel like I've seen one. Was it Zodiac? Was it the David Fincher Most movie that we watched? <laughs> What's the David Was it Gone Girl? Did he do Gone Girl? Yep, yeah, he did Gone Girl. I've seen one and He also like did The Social Network. Nine tenths. Which we also watched. <laughs> the number just keeps going up until it's like David Fincher made every <laughs> movie we watched. Uh, <laughs> Alien 3. <laughs> he made Avatar. Alien what? 3, 7, Fight Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Mank. He also did... House of Cards, Mindhunter, and Love, Death, and Robots. House of Cards is good for the first season. I watched three and nine-tenths of his movies. <laughs> House of Cards I started to watch. Yeah, I've that seen counts. some. Quite good at the start, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of it. 
And then it turned out that what's his face is Kevin Spacey. Kevin is, Spacey. He's yeah. a bad, is a bad, bad person. person and I was like, well, I don't really want to watch sucks. this anymore. Nope. He was a fabulous actor. It sucks. Yeah. Love him in Bugs Life. Yeah. <laughs> his most notable role. <laughs> you know. That time he was a bug. <laughs> that time he was Anyways, a grasshopper. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to make you watch the game. I already know what I'm going to make you watch for episode 80. This is episode 78, by the way. Oh, we're getting close. Oh. Getting close. Um, but if you're interested in movies of this ilk, Kristen, this ilk, go, ilk. Check, go check out the game. It's really okay, good. Okay, wait. Um, who's in it? Michael Douglas. I think I know who that is. There are a lot of people who like, I know their faces and I know their names, but yeah. if someone's like, here are faces and combine these two Draw a line to match the correct ones. I'm not gonna. I, I will note that it is, it's sort of the cult classic David Fincher movie. Like, nobody really cared about it after Seven came out, but as with most of the movies that I enjoy, it sort of is more... Um, more cult. More under the radar. Under the more radar. More hipster. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. Mm-hmm. Films about investment bankers. <laughs> <laughs> John Ryan. <laughs> you know. I think all the hipsters are into. Yeah. Have you seen The Resistance Sh- Banker? Sean Penn, also in it. I know of him. Heard of that guy? He was in a movie I watched in high school. Do you remember what movie that was? No, but his character's name was Sam. That does not narrow it down. It actually really does. (laughs) (laughs) Sean by Google. Sean and movie character Sam. It might be called, I think it's called Sam I Am. I am Sam. Sam I Am. Um, actually a little bit different. No, it's but... the same, but nice try. Anyway, right. so, anyway. yeah, I, I guess first thing, listeners, in case it really has been a while since you've seen it, we should talk about the twist as the, the first twist. thing that we talk about. Teddy, U.S. Marshal, is actually Andrew Latis, a World what? War II veteran who liberated Dachau and became a U.S. Marshal after the war, same as Teddy, but Andrew's wife, Dolores, suffered from... Something she was was she, she was, was bipolar well. right? I, I think they mentioned that she had like manic depression. Manic depressive, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's what they said. Anyways, but she's the one who burned down the apartment building and she murdered their three kids by drowning them in a lake. Yeah, one by one. Each of which were things that had been put together in the story from other mm-hmm. people, but it turned out that. It was really his wife, and after discovering this, Andrew shot Dolores and killed her and wound up in Ashcliff, where he's been for two years, living a delusional life as Teddy. Were you into the... Had you seen this before, Hallie? Mm-mm. How did you feel about the twist? Mm. Well, when I started the movie, I was messaging Ari, my friend Ari, and um, she is... It's one of her preferred Leo DiCaprio angst movies, as she, as she so phrased it. And I was like, I swear to God, if the twist at the end is he's been a patient at this institution the whole time, I'm going to lose my shit. And she apparently, I found out today, screenshotted that and sent it to other people who had seen <laughs> Shutter Island. And then I was like, oh, mm, yeah, mm, there it is when Ben Kingsley was in the room. And then I was like kind of waiting for like maybe a double twist where he was like 
we can make anyone believe anything. Because it, it turned yeah. out Teddy was just Teddy. And they just, like, improvised this whole thing. I don't actually know which one I would have preferred. I was upset. Hang on. I was upset about the twist because Patient has been there the whole time. Boring. I don't like it. It ruins everything. Um, but... They went the extra mile and made, like, the names matter and all the little story tidbits we'd been mm. dropped matter. So I was like, okay. They foresaw people like me who were like, he better not be a patient this whole time. And we're like, we'll go a half step extra and we'll have it be, you're Andrew Latis. Um, Mark Ruffalo is your psychologist. The psychologist by name we mentioned earlier who went on vacation, air quotes. Who the staff looked at. Before they're like, I, he went on vacation. <laughs> I didn't catch that until I watched it for a second time today. And and I was like, huh, that's really funny, actually, that I just looked at him. Um, so I think I think it's like a well-executed twist. Yeah. And I don't really know what twist would have like made me happy, as I understand. It's very difficult to write a mind-boggling twist. But I just hate he's been a patient in a mental institution this whole time. Yeah, a, it's up there with a twist. Yeah, it's up there with like, it was his twin brother. Yeah, and he did it himself in a fugue state. Both of which were part of a project that I had to work on in grad school, writing nice. a uh, a TV series for somebody who is in the industry and is worth millions more money, mm-hmm. millions more monies than I will ever be worth. Um, those were the, the twists he came up with for his show. The, the class I was in was tasked mm. with writing. Did it himself in a fugue state. Wow. Fugue state. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I, we, we were all very upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just like, it doesn't quite invalidate everything because like the movie still happened and the experiences still happened to the character. But it's like, it's like... I'm trying to think of a comparison. It feels adjacent to when a movie is like, we're going to make things really dark by not having any joy in the movie at all and any laughter. Like, it feels like we're going to do a mind fuck and have it be he was a patient this whole time. It feels like that to me, and I just don't like it. Yeah. You may speak now. What I think is fun about this movie is not only that it has the fun little twist of he was the patient the whole time, but um, despite the fact that all evidence points to that, and they explain that at mm-hmm. the end of the movie, I still can't help but believe what Mark Ruffalo says, who I know we can't trust because he is the doctor on the island, but when he's like, my God, like you've been doing... That, like, what if they just brought you here? How convenient you were looking into this place mm-hmm. and, then a, and then a mystery opens up? Like, th- that's not a coincidence. And then, you know, when Cave Rachel is like, you haven't taken any medicine, have yeah. you? You've been smoking their cigarettes? Like, I cannot help but think that he actually really is Teddy. And I know if Martin Scorsese is, li- is listening to this, he's like, no, he's Andrew. But, <laughs> like, like, when he hands over his gun... It's, it's just the gun. He doesn't yeah. also hand over the holster. And part of the big thing of that is that, like, we see Mark Ruffalo hand over the gun and the holster. Mm-hmm. Clue number one that he's not a real cop. He fumbles a lot. Should know how to manage his I thought his he weapon. had lost it at first. Yeah, when he was looking for it. And I was like, it would be really funny if he's like, I misplaced my gun. But, like, 
So it's that. But then when they show his gun at the end, it's in the holster. And mm. on the one hand, you could argue that, like, they also had his clothes because they did the laundry yeah. from when everything got rained out. So, like, it's not inconceivable that they have it. But, I don't know. There's that. There's the fact that... What I what I don't understand... I guess, like, Rachel's a common name. That's That's doable. But they did this whole thing of being like, oh, your wife's last name is this, and then we rearranged the letters so that she's a Rachel Solando. But then who was the woman in the cave? Like, he could have imagined her if he's having hallucinations. Entirely possible. But I, I'm like, okay, the Rachel Solando they brought in, not real. Yeah. Fine. Who's this woman in the cave? How is she also named Rachel? Like, I understand that more things line up with the with with the end that they told us. And that is probably just straight up the end. But I can't help but be like, or is it? Because the other thing is like, how did they get all of these other patients to go along with it? Right. Like, they it feels not... like a lot of work. The woman who mm. murdered her husband with the axe. Power to her. Um, she, she seems generally pretty with it yeah. so like if someone's like hey we're trying out this new like treatment method on this patient he's mm -hmm. gonna come in pretend to be a detective you just gotta roll with it okay we're trying our best here and that explains why her answers were so like rehearsed rehearsed um but not all patients there are gonna be sound mentally and yet they were going along with it. No. Like, I just feel like at some point someone would have been like, hey, you're latest. And, like, technically that one guy did. George Noyce. Yeah, George Noyce. If we had a character quiz, I would want to be him. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't know. It's fine. Um, but I, I would have expected someone to be like, nice try. Which, again, he did. But yeah. he also had a vendetta. Just kind of mad. He yeah. Beat up. I don't know because I feel like, again, I I was waiting for like, oh, ho, ho. we're psychological masterminds. Teddy Daniels is convinced of this story we made by making up a maiden last name for his wife and rearranging the letters. But like, it's so hard because I think in ambiguous is this real or is this not ending would have been better than what they do, where they kind of lead you toward the other one. Like, I feel like they should have leaned into the ambiguity Well, I think a lot more. One thing that people say, of course, I couldn't find it, because anytime you look up, like, Shutter Island, then they explain. Everyone's like, he's really Andrew Latis. And I'm like, no, 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 no I want the other ones right. that are like, here's why he's not. I want the why conspiracy theorists. Teddy. And part of that is because, you know, he has the quote at the end, like, which is worse? Or, like, which is better? I don't remember the exact quote. Do you have it written down? I wrote down? it down, yeah. Let me find it. Can always count on you, David. I take notes. Which would be worse, to live as a monster or to die as a good man? Yeah, and so, like, to be... Wait, say it one more time. Which is Which would be worse, to live as a monster or to die as a good man? And so, like, I think the open ending of that there is it being, like... Okay, we thought he had slipped back into like, oh, I'm Teddy, that's Chuck, we gotta get off this island. Mm -hmm. But saying that is sort of like acknowledging, like, I know I've done a terrible thing, so I'd rather to live as a monster, die a, die as a good man, I'll just like go get lobotomized and then not have to deal with it. But 
someone pointed out the fact that, like, after he says that, it's the way that Mark Ruffalo is like, Teddy? Because if that was Andrew talking, being, like, fully coherent and being like, I know what I'm doing, this is intentional, wouldn't yeah. you almost try to break through to that person and be right. like, Andrew? Like, hmm? I thought you just thought you were Teddy. So it's the mm-hmm. fact that he's like, Teddy? That's like, oh, did, did Teddy catch on to something that's going on here? I don't know. The conspiracy theorist in me is a big fan of like, no, that's actually Teddy. And they're yeah. just messing with him, which is not a nice thing. I don't know why I want that <laughs> to be the ending, but I mean, I'm not dissatisfied with the ending that it is. Also, the thing that I last week was like, you guys can hear the thing that gets me so upset every time. Yeah. I forgot. Like, I forget every time. That his first name is technically Edward. Yeah. Why do you go by Teddy if your name is Edward? That doesn't make any sense. Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. So, but no would do that. Not me. People Did in I, the 50s. I think, I think I've mentioned before. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But I knew a pair of twins in middle school whose names were Edward Theodore Bear, B-A-E-R, and... Theodore Edward Bear. No, you can't. Do so the that. second one was Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. That's fun. Or he could just go by Teddy, because or Theodore. Theo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his life, but like that's the thing is I thought I I always remembered that they did the letter scramble mm-hmm. at the end, but I always forget that his name is Edward, and so I'm always like Andrew Latus, Theodore. God. Daniels, like, there's no T in Andrew Latus. There's no H in Andrew Latus. There's no W in Theodore Daniels. Like, that was my biggest thing for so long, despite the fact that I've seen this movie multiple times, and they're like, Edward. Edward. So I don't, I don't know why. I set it up to be like, I can tell you the thing that bothers me, but I'm just wrong. (laughs) Ain't that just the way. Ain't that just the way. Sometimes feel like that. Yeah. I think one of the things that bothers me about the movie and and about the twist ending and this sort of twist ending in general is like you raise a lot of good points. Like Rachel in the in the cave, is she really a doctor? Is she another plant who's because they know that he's going to go down there, so she's going to be there and ask him weird questions about How did drugs. How they know he was going to go down there? He went to go chase after Chuck, thought he saw him at the bottom of the cliff because of the way the rocks were, climbed down, saw these rats, had to get away from them, then saw the light in the cave. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, you can easily like push someone towards those things, but like, yeah. there's no guarantee. Yeah, but like, maybe she's... Maybe she's the doctor. Maybe she's a figment of his imagination. In the end, none of it matters. And that's mm-hmm. really obnoxious. Yep. Like, things that happen in the movie should matter. <laughs> and, and they don't. None of, them, none of them ultimately do because they've decided to put on this play for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, and because like our point of view character is having hallucinations like, the whole time. Like, even when he's on the boat coming over... Um, He's he's got his little visions things going on. Mm-hmm. So like he's an unreliable narrator, which would be cool in other contexts if it wasn't the specific context of this we've movie. made up everything yeah. and nothing of nothing is real or matters. Well, that's the other thing that 
out like it's again it's not impossible because you know ben kingsley was like we're trying this radical method we were mm-hmm. hoping it would work this time and that it would stick if you played this all out but they really they claim that he's the most dangerous man there and yet they get him off the island on a boat with only like one person supervising yeah, him like I don't know what that was about that yeah. doesn't seem like even if you're trying this radical treatment approach that doesn't seem like something that would be greenlit by the board um, yeah. and and so he's just Teddy also another thing but I forgot to try to pay attention to it this time is that supposedly the first time you see the lighthouse it's not in the same spot as the other times you see oh, the lighthouse that's cool and speaking of hallucinations did you notice um, when they're talking to the woman who murdered her husband with the axe and she asks for a glass of water when she drinks it, there's no cup there. It's just her hand, and then she sets it down, and there's the cup. And that's oh. because we see it from his perspective, and he has an aversion to water. Interesting. Given the fact that, you know, his wife drowned his children. Um, so, but if you watch, her if hand like shakes the like there's a cup, but there's nothing there. And then she sets it down, and there is one. And I didn't notice this, but when they do find the prison Rachel, apparently, briefly, she's wearing a cardigan, that you see Cave Rachel wearing later on. Oh, that is really neat. Yeah. See, little details like that are cool. See, that's what's yeah. fun, is that like you pick up on other things yeah. as you continue to watch it. I mean, it's cool. I just wish... Oh, I didn't pick it up. I had to be told. <laughs> other people picked up on it. A better culmination. Because the atmosphere of the movie was something I really... I was really digging. Yeah. Like, it was that. very Agatha Christie. You know, Storm... Island can't get off. Can't get off. Um, there's a guy drinking brandy and smoking cigars in a very lush Civil War house while his employees sleep in barracks. Like, the, yeah. like, I was like, yeah, this has all the good makings of like a creepy mystery. This is great. Yeah. Which, oh, but oh, I also was like, I guess, I guess either option of like we're gonna do this role play versus like we're gonna trick Teddy Daniels into thinking this is a role play and that he is a patient here feel like they require so much work and forethought, especially because so much of it has to do with the storm that hits. Because he can't leave because of the storm. I'm sure they could have found another way to make him not leave, though. Like, that's that's the whole thing. You want someone to stay, you're going to find a way to make him stay. I mean, he could yeah. have gotten to that car and they could have, like, siphoned the gas. But, like, the storm is such a big but... part of the plot that, like, I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I I wish the movie had gone a different direction. I would have been more intrigued if it was like a classic little finally escaped person. I don't know. Yeah. One of the things I did really enjoy about the movie, I should say, before I go back to talking about all the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that Dr. Colley seemed like an actual good dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it was surprising, because usually the psychiatrist at, at places for, like, you know, criminally insane, like, usually they are, like, Nazi doctors. <laughs> They're bad people. <laughs> and, like, looking to push science into new morally great places or whatever. But he actually, like, cared about his patients and saw them as yeah. people. And, like, they were talking about, like, well, let's just chain up everybody in C-Block. And he was like, but then they'll die. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it bad. Was, they will drown. Yeah. Um, and he was, like, genuinely disappointed that the play-acting thing they tried for Andrew didn't work. Both, yeah. I'm sure, because of, like, funding and, like, yeah. you know, he, you can it tell meant he other like, things. But, yeah. like, he really seemed invested in helping Andrew with this yeah. kind of crazy plan. Yeah. yeah. 
that is the thing is that he is like seemingly a good doctor. So you can see how he's like, hear me out just one time. We'll let him on boat. We'll just throw back around. We'll play a really big mystery game. But (laughs) it is, and people point out that, you know, that's why the guards, when they go down to the beach the first time, no one's looking. They're just sitting They're all just sitting on the rocks. Because they're not looking for anyone. And I was expecting... You'd think, though, that if we were like, hey, uh, you're in this role play, we're going to convince this FBI man, this federal marshal, they would look and play along, or that the federal marshal would be like, why aren't you looking? That bothered me, because it didn't result in anything. I know, the people there were interesting. They were interesting. The guy in the car who was like, if I were to lean over and bite your eye, could you stop me? I was like, you, sir, have some problems. That (laughs) whole conversation was so strange. So, and like, you can, I imagine that this guy is like, hmm, you're a real criminal, you're a real crazy person, and you are not to be trusted. So that's why he thinks he can talk this way. But I also get the sense that like, if you just bumped into this man and you were stuck in line at like 7-Eleven for a long time, he would ask you some weird messed up question (laughs) and you'd be like i gotta drive away before he can get in his car and follow me i like bad vibes i really liked that actor because he delivered all the lines so well like i was intrigued by that character even though i was like what is the point of this conversation this feels this feels like a matrix man conversation they put in to be deep that i'm just like fuck you i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much but i'm so fascinated by it my other thing again they could just lie so many things are just like just lie that's an option um but when they're like okay so ward a has this many people ward b has this if he is andrew latest and i guess he's just the other person i don't know so many things just seem like the numbers didn't add up did they plant that little piece of paper there yeah like because they were like this is rachel's handwriting but we never really saw a sample of leo Leonard, leo leo's yeah, we never saw Leonar's handwriting. Leonar. So, and like that kind of thing, like it feels like they did a lot of cool little things that you notice on a rewatch, but then missed some other really obvious little things that would have, that that really would have added to the to the charm and the mystery of the, of the movie. I will say though that I think I saw this young enough that I didn't expect the plot twist mm-hmm. that he was. Andrew Latest the whole time. Yeah, I could see if you were like a like a young adult teenager age. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Um, yeah. But I would say that the thing I probably still didn't see coming the most is the fact that Mark Ruffalo is Doctor Sheehan. Like that was that was the it's one the thing best for him twist to be in me. on it. But yeah. it's just like something or other. But when you know it's the Doctor they mentioned earlier on, yeah. and he's conveniently off the island. Mm-hmm. I'm always like. That's him the whole time. That's him the whole time. That's, that's just Mark. Yeah. That's just Mark. Marking around. Marking around. Marking around. Yeah. Doing his I stuff. Should, I should mention that like I didn't see the twist. I wasn't like the whole time like, oh, he's just he's just the patient the whole, whole time. I didn't I was. I, <laughs> I didn't really see it either, but that's because I hate these things. <laughs> <laughs> I always hope that it's not gonna be that. And then it they're like when he goes and he sees the doctor in the tower, I was still like that's funny. The doctor's here. And then they're like, oh, but you're Andrew Latest. I was like, no. <laughs> Let's go back five minutes ago to when this wasn't the twist that you put on this movie. I also 
I like this movie, but I don't like that the rule of four is just that there are four names. Right. Because really, it's only two names. I mean, right. They <laughs> the just names mix up the letters. So they're like, the rule of four. But I'm like, that doesn't... That doesn't really... It doesn't actually pertain, like, who is patient 67? That's something that right. you're like, that's a damn good question. Yeah. Who is patient 67? Yeah. But the right. rule of four does nothing but, like, cause confusion. Right. And maybe if they did plant that sheet of paper, they're trying to be like, mm, nudge you in the right direction. Action, come to yeah, your senses. Yeah. But can you imagine Leonardo DiCaprio upon being told, hey, you're Andrew being like, what the fuck was the stupid clue then? That's what you meant? I mixed up the two names? Are you kidding me? And like, they could have just had an empty cell in Ward right. B, which is where the women were. Um, you? But like, yeah. It was it was just an empty one there, and then they claim to have found her, but we mm. see her at the end. She's a nurse there, yeah. who was just playing a part. Yeah. Um, but then, who's that patient? Is that the Rachel in the cave? I don't know. know. We don't. Know. But I really do like her part of the movie where she's like, "You're not getting off this island," because. Sometimes you like a good depressing thing. <laughs> Sometimes you like, like a you're good, stuck here. You're this is your trapped. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, so many things are good. My my real brand is you get a person somewhere and they can't leave. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like, know why. <laughs> but like, Shutter Island, he's stuck on the island. Um, person's unknown. They're stuck in the town and no one's there. Well, I think, I think that's... You, um, we sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Have you seen The Prisoner? The... British TV series from like the 60s? No. Are they stuck somewhere they can't leave? They are sort of. It's it's a real it's a real weird one. No, it's it's good. It's like we watched it in the psych class that I took in high school. It's like sci-fi spy fiction but Spies? also Spies? Yeah. Yeah. It's stuck. From the Wikipedia, it's a 1967 British television series about an unnamed British intelligence agent who is abducted and imprisoned on a mystery, mysterious coastal village. I have to look this up. It's really good. It's a, it's, it's quite good. It is a, it is a classic, in fact. A classic. They've got really good opening sequences. We talked about that a lot in the class. Because each, each week, the... Each episode, the different opening character. credits will sort of like be different a little bit. Love like, a changing opening <laughs> credit. Yeah, and there's um, yeah, it's really it's a really famous show. But anyways, the prisoner. Okay. You should watch it. I will have to do that. You might get mad at the last episode. I mean, but... that happens sometimes. I watched. <laughs> That's the problem, though. Is so many of these things, I just love. The creepiness and the yep. mystery behind it and the puzzle that I don't like the answer because yeah. I, I, I imagine hard. that it's going to be some big grand thing and it's never as big or as I grand know, as you yeah. imagine it will be. And that's like my own well, thing and that's like really life. Stressful hurting, but like, mm-hmm. like but and yeah, yeah, it's hard to write. I mean, I sometimes think of little stories where I'm like, haha, mystery. And then I'm like, I do have to like resolve. I have, I have to somehow. I have to up. figure out the answer to Even this. Even if I don't fully explain it, I have yeah. to semi explain yeah. it. And even then I can't come up with anything because I'm like, who knows? It's more fun if you know. It's a mystery. Yeah, the prisoner, I will say, it's final episode. 
I won't say that like every everything is definitely not wrapped in a neat little bow. You're not going to get there and be like, well, that wasn't what I was hoping would happen. It's like there's still unanswered questions. Yes. Okay. See, I like that though because I want to sit there and be like, but why did they do this? I hate when things are wrapped up in a bow. That's why. Part of the reason why Stephen Moffat's writing on Doctor Mm -hmm. Who Mm -hmm. bothered me Mm -hmm. because there are times where things piece together yeah. sometimes seasons later and you're like oh that's interesting cool. but his style of writing seemed to be like see see how it was connected all along see how i was planting the seeds and specifically um questions that i don't want answered are are the god complex episode with Eleven when they're stuck in the hotel. They're mm-hmm. stuck in a place and they can't leave. They're stuck in a place. <laughs> and so he opens the door and he sees this biggest fear. And we don't see what yep. he sees. He's just like, hmm, of course it's you. Or, um, and then it closes it. And then they tell us what it is later. And it's my, like, least favorite villain, quote unquote, Ooh. of, like, the entire, like, reboot. Where I'm like, this is the thing that was behind the door. So not only did I get mad that they answered it, but they answered it in a way that just made, like the most angry I could have been. <laughs> what were you going to say? Midnight. Do you like that episode? They're stuck. They're stuck <laughs> on a train. I'm telling you, like, give me anything where people are stuck and I'm like, God. I think, I was going to say that I think being stuck is one of those, like, go back to plots you know how we say like shakespeare invented every plot or whatever and there are certain things it's like oh mistaken identity twins stuck like that is a that is a mystery thing we are stuck on this island it is stormy and it is creepy I said it's Agatha Christie so it has a really good atmosphere where it's like we're going to capitalize on things that people like and so I really liked watching everything up to the twist which is part of why I put it on again this afternoon in the background while I was doing other stuff because I was like, oh no, the vibes are good. The vibes are really good. I know he says that it's a really ugly tie, but I really like his tie. Um, Just the whole vibes, the time period, the fact that like, again, up until the twist, you're like, Who's this Andrew Latest guy? What's the deal with like his wife showing up in his dreams? Mm-hmm. You know, it should he be taking all this medicine? All the headache cigarettes? Like, yeah. mm, that doesn't seem good. Um, has a lot of good buildup. It's really good. I, I, I think the the general vibe of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like I said, I was I was with it up until like the point where we found out that. Nothing mattered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about... I mean, I, I will say that I was a little bit... I don't know. In my old age, I'm getting a little bit weird about things that are like hospital for the criminally insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... I don't like it quite as be much Be afraid as of neurodivergent people. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> like, felt a little no, bit uncomfortable that whole... Burn down buildings and drown your kids and like... I don't know. Like, I really liked the woman who he sees as he's walking across the ground for the first time who does the sh- Yeah, like that. But that's just, that would be scary if like a, if like oh, if a quote unquote did that. regular person did that. Like, 
What's scary about that is not that she's like at a mental institution. Right. That, it's that in any given day, mean? like why would a stranger right? just turn to you as you're walking and like put their finger to their lips yeah. as if to shush you? And you're like, what the hell is that? Then like the wrong message, like that's good that's stuff. So that's so good. good. She takes ah that scene. Um, in addition to like the whole water thing yeah. of it, is that I did not. I read this. After I watch the scene, I don't watch this movie often enough to like read things and yeah. then immediately watch it again. But whenever they show like patients that they're interviewing, you can see guards behind them. Mm-hmm. And whenever they show Leo behind him, there are guards behind mm-hmm. him. But there are never any guards behind Mark Ruffalo. Interesting. Implying mm-hmm. that, you know, Mark, Mark is in on it and yeah. uh, Leo's the patient. Yeah. It is neat. It um, is neat. Um... Yeah. Uh, my, I, I'd like to think that this is more so like the mystery that he's trying to solve in his head. It's not like you should be afraid. Of, like they talk to the other patients. I think to me, if anything, like the not weird, but like the the nurses who are like you know normal isn't exactly something mm-hmm. we see every day, and I'm sure quote unquote normal isn't. But it never really seems like the patients are the things we're fearing. Well, we're trying to a... like get. I I distrust the medicine and the doctors mm-hmm. more than any of the patients. Like it was such a middle a, a strange middle ground because I am George Noyce. I trusted him more than anything else. <laughs> right. Um, I am glad that. For the atmosphere, they did focus more on the storm and the house and all the vibes mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> so that cuts down on, like, how we portray the mentally ill and doesn't make, no. like, oh, the insane asylum, the scary part. And I think a lot of scary parts of insane asylums of the past of that era are that they are unethical and bad for the yeah. most part. So it was nice yeah. that the, the psychologist was actually, like, nice. I was expecting right. the whole time, of course, like, where's your human experimentation? Where's your not? Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. Um, but, like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it scares me in a way I don't want to be scared by the movie. I think part of it, too, is, like, I don't know, they, they showed the woman who, like, sure, should she have dealt with her husband that way? Probably not. But she didn't seem criminally insane she had a creepy smile later on but again like who's to say yeah, i just thought that say. actress was good um and yeah. then yeah i mean like clearly andrew slash teddy had just gone through something traumatic and no he probably shouldn't have shot his wife but again this whole thing is not that he's he's here for the criminally insane mm-hmm. but he clearly just had like a mental break because of this very traumatic thing that yeah. just happened to him and so his brain is blocking it out so like it's not good you know that they're like oh these people got to be kept under lock and key mm-hmm. and they're bad but I don't I don't know like we saw George Noyce and he you know was able to talk to him like they the people seemed like I said it didn't seem like you should be afraid of the people there was it was just a mystery behind it and like the vibes are not good in the sense that like yeah no we should not treat people this way we're not like oh you're neurodivergent you're bad but also is this like it's you're 50, going into war it's 54 right. like are we expecting good things i mean no but the movie was made in 20 10 10 
So like about fifty four. Right, but like a person with twenty ten sensibility should be like, what can I do that's more interesting and not as problematic as a mental institution? Yeah. So it's just it's just like, you know how how can we make things better but still interesting? Yeah. I don't know. Mixed feelings. At least it wasn't like. Did you ever get into American Horror Story? Mm-mm. No. Which that? is weird because that seems my brand. I watched one or two episodes. Was it? Yeah, I watched. I watched all of the first season. It was like okay. It was mm-hmm. enough that I was like, I'll check out other seasons. Mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of TV at the time, and then I watched the Asylum season, mm-hmm. and it was just. It goes a little bit sadistic mm-hmm. for my tastes. <laughs> like everything about it was just like. Like, asylums are not good places. They, lots of bad things happen. But it seemed to, like, really revel in, like, let me show you this horrible right? thing that Instant, we're doing yeah. to our patients. And, like, I don't know. It wasn't, I I checked out. <laughs> I got about halfway through the season. <laughs> and there was a, a twist. There's a serial killer, of course, because they're looking for the serial killer. And there was a twist. And I was like, oh, I think... I think I've had enough of you <laughs> and this. What's the twist? Yeah, well, tell you can us. cut it out if you want. Or so you there's um Peters. There's a, a doctor. One of the cool things about American Horror Story, I will say, before I cut out the twist, <laughs> um, or I don't, whatever, mm-hmm. is um they tend to have like people from previous seasons come back, but they'll put them in new roles. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's very fun. Yeah. So the doctor and one of the people who's locked up in there, and this has been a while since I've seen it, so I may get this wrong, but she's a journalist, I believe, and she's investigating things, but she's also a lesbian. So they're trying to cure her, quote-unquote, of her lesbianism, which takes some, like, graphic and awful turns. But then the twist is the doctor who has been working with the journalist to, like, try and get her out of there and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, this is the friend. He's actually the serial killer and shows up at her house wearing a mask made from her lover's face oh. and then is, like, has weird mommy issues and is, like, trying to suck on her and stuff. It's just with the mask on. It's just, like, like really dark and messed up. I don't even know if I'd count that as a twist. Well, the twist is that the doctor is a serial killer. Like, you weren't expecting this guy who we thought was her friend and, like, the only person looking out for her. Mm -hmm. Actually, nobody's looking out for her. Ha ha. (laughs) Everything's bad. Everything is bad. That's the twist. Yeah. I don't know. It was too much. So, not for David. Not for David. Yeah, no. It seems like something that if I saw, I'd be like, did we have to go this route? Maybe I'll stick around, see where you're trying to go with this, but I, mean, I can also see after that just being like, I don't know about that. I mean, the twist, the doc is a serial killer, okay, I can let that one slide. But then everything that happens after that feels like it doesn't add anything, it doesn't need to be yeah, there. Yeah, it just felt like, I, I have a, I had this trouble with, I was reading the Walking Dead comics for a while too, and it, at various points it just feels like they start reveling in the violence yeah. that they have, like there's... Um, Grant, I'm sure this happens in the show too, I haven't seen it, but there's the bad guy Negan who's been hanging out and like shows up in later seasons, like later seasons and later issues of the, the thing. He's just like, the world's over and I'm going to be a bad guy now. And like 
crushes one of the guys who's been with the party since the beginning with head with his baseball bat. But in the graphic novel, you flip the page and it's just like this giant like two page splash screen of his head being like literally like splattered everywhere. There's brains hanging out, his oh. eyes popped out, and it's just like him screaming for his wife. And it's just like. I think we've gone too far. Like we I didn't think need to. The thing is, when like, you first yeah, it was like a two-page spread. I almost was expecting like '60s Batman style things, where it just says "splat" and <laughs> it's like red. Yeah. In which case, I'm like, you made your point. Yeah. But yeah. like the very graphic. It's very. And I hear that like in the show, they I know who you're talking about. They did that, and like they tried to like they showed the eye yeah. coming out and everything, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think we need that. Yeah. I'm not even a person who's like. Super like oh I can't do gore, but there are lines where you're just like I don't know if I need to see that I don't know if my brain can unsee that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even so I much. I didn't see like, the scene. I just know that. Yeah, did it. it wasn't even so much. There was like, this is too gory for my sensibilities. It was just like, why? There are things you can choose to put into the world, and this was not. I don't know. Like, like it's not a thing that I would. If I were writing it, I wouldn't necessarily be like so excited about it. It felt right. like it felt when I got there it was just kind of like, isn't this sweet? Look at all the blood, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's not that sweet. You it's just very sad, somebody actually. just died. It's, yeah. Instead of like a horrifying depiction of like friend out of friend violence, it becomes just like this. Like, it would have been more effective, I think, if the two page spread had been like a. I've never read it. I've never watched the show. I don't have. I don't have a lot of sway here but like but like sometimes when you don't show something it's so much more horrifying and it just yeah. feels like we should be following that rule it sounds like it would be sadder and more traumatic if they had done that for this rather than like I don't know here's an eyeball popping out like I don't know that that I also find again it's like a personal thing but like the heartbreaking things are gonna like get to me more than the gross things mm-hmm. And so I know that it is a combination of both, but again, you could have just, like, had, you know, the person screaming for their partner and done it that way. I, I also know who the character is, so I'm mm. just like, it's very sad. I don't want to see that happen to them. Yeah. I found it. I found the picture if you want to see it. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> you should both read the Kiyoshi novels. It is on my reading list. This, I don't know how I haven't read it so far, but it is on my 2023, like, I will read okay. this. It's on my, it's it's relevant. I brought it up for a reason, because it does some Watch our Avatar episodes. <laughs> Listen to our Avatar episodes. All yeah. four of them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you should, you should both read the books, because mm-hmm. they do some really excellent stuff. They do some violence. They do some violence, like good violence. Negan shows yeah. up with <laughs> Lucille the bat. Yeah. And Kyoshi's like, not on my turf. Yeah. Classic Kyoshi. I know. Yeah. Classic. It's so good, guys. I'm still thinking about it. I haven't read the second one yet, though. I have to get it from the library. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I Big Pam. Know. What? Big Pam. At least I've read one of them. Maybe I have. You haven't, you just said you have it under 2023. I said then. Plural. As in finish then next year. As in both of them. As in finish the set. I've read one half of the set. Then you're also a big fan. 
No, it's different because it's <laughs> Watching twist, watching you twist this logic into something that benefits you. Everything benefits yeah. me, actually. Yeah. That's how this goes. I feel like Teddy Daniels. Teddy Daniels! Just being psychologically manipulated over here. Yeah. Yeah. Gaslighted for days. For yeah. two years. Two years. Two years. That's a long time. But it doesn't even well, necessarily feel like gas. Like they're no, I guess not him that much for two years. Stick in his head. Yeah. Letting him stay there and run it through. They're trying to. They're trying to help him. It's sort of the opposite of gaslighting. Because he is a dangerous prisoner. Which again, like he beat up one other guy. We and don't, they're like, you're the most dangerous person. I know, we don't see and any I'm like, evidence of that is the thing. Like, nothing, no. I feel like if someone was truly violent in nature, mm-hmm. even if they thought they were someone else, you would see glimpses of the violence. Right. Or like, violence like simmering just under the surface or something. Like, and they're... That doesn't really happen. We like, see a couple... Like, he slams the glass when they tell him, no, you can't see the staff reports. But that also just feels like a 50s man acting that out. That feels like a 50s yeah. man. And then he kind of, like, feels, feels like moves, film noir, being right. like, no! And he moves forward threateningly. But it all feels pretty standard USA tough guy. Yeah. As opposed to, like, you are our most dangerous violent prisoner. So really, the only evidence we have is when the German doctor is like, hey, who, you are men of violence. I don't mean violent men. I mean men steeped in violence because you have no other choice. And then the other guy who was like, I've known you for centuries. I'm gonna bite your eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I, like... God gave us violence to wage in his honor. Yeah. Was one of the things that guy says. Yeah. It seems like the, the movie is trying to make a larger point about that and I was a little bit like that and like it is in the background of like post World War Two. Right. Lots of violent things happened. And he Teddy has is the flashbacks. Lots of flashbacks right. about that. And may or may not have actually shot some guards at Dachau. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think he did, because in the trivia it mentioned that that's like a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like whether or not he did personally, I think was a little bit up in the air, like mm-hmm. if that was part of his fantasy sequence, or if it was just like he was there but he right. wasn't actually shooting any of them, I, like while everyone else was. I don't think that any. I think the only part of the World War Two flashbacks that was like not real was when he would see his daughter lying right. with the bodies, mm-hmm. and I think that was just like two traumas overlapping. Yeah. But I think everything else was his experience. I have no reason to back that up or to necessarily believe that, but I I get the sense... I mean, they mentioned that, you know, he was in the military. I just feel Mm -hmm. like all of those are real memories. It's just when he gets to, like, his wife and kids, like, immediately after the war, the Mm -hmm. life he built, that's what he blocks out. Yeah. And... So I get the sense that all those World War II experiences are correct as we see them. Would Um, agree with that. But I'm also, like, I'm so surprised they didn't lean into the angle of 
the the head guard man at Dachau supposedly tried to kill himself before the Allies raided, and then he botched it, right? So he's the guy laying on the ground. Yes. <laughs> and Leo kicks the gun away from him and then just watches him. He does not shoot the man because the man tried to commit suicide. He lets the guy die in agony for an hour. Like, that's violence. But nobody that's questions, like, that's violence without picking up a gun and shooting a man. Like, yeah. that's like that's a different form of violence. Like, if they really wanted to explore this idea, it feels like they wrote that in and then ignored it. Like, I wanted that explored. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just, like, possibly not even... Relating to violence, but the first maybe sort of mention of like, yeah, war is going to mess with your head mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, you're going to have some bad experiences, PTSD. So maybe that was just possibly a first sign of like, it has affected him so much mm-hmm. that this is how he handled this situation. And but what, but and what situation was informed by it? I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't find a single, a, a single textual evidence of, like, here's the part in the story where I connect this back to this, which bothers me. I think, me. I mean, this is a lot of, like, speculation yeah. and nothing that was actually said in the movie, but it just seems very, like, you know, you've been in the war, you find the bad guys, and you want to see them suffer because you've been told that they're the bad guys, and then you find this horrendous. Thing I was gonna that's say been that going you find on. a concentration like, camp. Yeah, like where very bad things did happen, and uh, yeah, and that they personally carried out. Like, they pers- yeah, they did very they bad. Did. I don't know. It felt like it introduced a lot of that theming and then kind of brushed it aside. Maybe that's just it though. All they needed to do was like introduce it and sort of plant this like this cop has some tendencies. Although again, watching him like watching him like nudge the gun away. Yeah. Is not the same as Coming home to discover his wife has murdered right. their children. Those are different traumas. And he, I say, through something. I experienced either, but like, and and he's going through something and kills her. And that's the other thing. I'm like, you're telling me that he's in Ward C, like the most intense ward, because he just like shot a woman. But this woman murdered her husband with an axe, and that's. Less violent. When I was just Googling, trying to find a personality quiz, uh, listeners, we could not find one. But if you do, please link it in the comments. Yes, please do. We're um, all Teddy this week. We're all Teddy. When I was when I was trying to find one, I was Googling, like, Shutter Island characters? Who am I in Shutter Island? And other variations of personality quiz. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came up were just explanations at the ending. And in one of them, they call it a compassion killing. And I was like, okay. She clear, she's she's had a lot of um, suicidal events, from what I understand, from what yeah, the movie was telling at least me. One. And you know, it's like, and you know, it's like, I love you, but you killed all three of our children. So I gotta just. That didn't seem like a compassion. I. I can you truly I, be in a in a mental state of compassion after finding out? That the person in front of you did that to your children? I don't know. That's just what Google said. Just just a question to be raised. 
Also, Maybe not. Uh, this is like a very morbid question, but when they say that like she dragged them out one by one, I'm always sort of like, did the other two children yeah, just not run away? <laughs> like, well, like, that was even, even if, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, just, I just, and this is not at all to be like, why didn't these kids run? It's mm-hmm. more so literally just like, God, Christian. no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, but, but it just, it just seems so, like, why would they suspect their mom was going to do anything yeah. bad? They wouldn't, but it just seems so, like, one by one, I don't know. I, I, maybe I just, like, want to think that one kid could have gotten away because they'd be like, oh, no, bad things are happening, and then at least one of them survives. But I just feel like that would take some time and I don't know what I'm trying to say. I was going to say, what was your It's like, ah. I guess just, that just ah, mentions even more big of the... Big mood for shutting yeah. Island. <laughs> ah. I guess that's just even more of the, like, how unwell she was. That it wasn't like a quick moment mm-hmm. of something. It was like a planned, like, one it was by not one. A not quick... planned, but... It was not a quick bop to the head or a shot to the heart. It was no. holding a child's head underwater. For three times, yeah, three times, three times, yeah. That's yeah. so dark. When you said like morbid question, I was convinced that your next that your next question was going to be, can you slap up? <laughs> can you slap <laughs> up, Dolores? Listen, your thoughts. You can't. <laughs> Listeners, you can, and it's a perfectly fine phrase because everybody knows what you mean. Um, David, do you have any more questions for us? Let's find out. Because I have a question for you. Hallie and I both have a question for mm-hmm. you. But I'll wait until mm-hmm. you have... Um... I uh, I did want to mention that I enjoyed the music in the movie. Mm-hmm. Music was good. We... Mm-hmm. It was. It's funny, one of the pieces, which I think is one of like Dolores' themes, uh, is it's on the it's called on the nature of daylight by Max Richter. I have a classical music playlist on Spotify nice. that I listen to when I'm going to sleep, and that's on there. And I was like, Oh no, you're gonna, you're gonna have <laughs> to oh, take no. that off now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not good. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty though. I like it. I used to. I listen did. To <laughs> Anyways, the Stephen Fry, the one like free story on the Calm app. Um, Stephen Fry's story, or narrated story, Blue Gold. And I listened to that almost every night for nearly two years straight. And then the Calm app updated itself, and that story is not on there anymore. And I can't find any free story on their app anymore. Interesting. Like, before it had many, 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 many stories, and Mm -hmm. I could find two that were free, and I didn't like one of them. Mm -hmm. So I always listened to the Stephen Fry one. Mm And I can't find any free ones now. So for the last several months, I've been suffering because, I mean, I say suffering. I still fall asleep immediately. But I <laughs> fell asleep more immediately when Stephen Fry was, was telling me about lavender fields, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It was different. You could try listening to Max Richter. Yeah. I could. Now, play the, play the theme part. Like a theme park. Yeah, the strings. Like when Dolores shows up, right? 
think so. I think so. Isn't this when he's like holding her as the building's on fire? I think so, yeah. It was like, then they played it again in the second part. It's like, stop playing the song. Which is kind of funny because there's like a line in a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> I always imagine this couple standing in like a burning building, but where's that from? Sutter Island. This has been multiple times, and yet I couldn't place it. My sister but had to tell me. Why did you use that token voice? Like, where's that from? Shutter Island. Shutter Island. No, I said Shutter Island. Greatest only, but I said, where's it from? Why can't I talk like this? It's really fun. Because you were making fun of myself. Of be of, <laughs> it was it was like air quotes basic girl and then Shutter Island. This was just really funny, the juxtaposition. And I was making fun of myself because I didn't know where it was from. Where is it from? Yeah. Okay. Well, I gave you credit that you didn't deserve for a better joke that you were making. You think I'm gonna joke about basic girls liking Taylor Swift? As if I'm yeah. not a basic girl <laughs> who likes Next Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift? Yeah. Three of her songs were in my top ten for this year. That's almost a third. My music critic friend That's over put there. that album on his list of most overrated albums. Folklore? No, the new one. The Nets? Yeah. Or most disappointing. Anyways, he's gonna get hanged. <laughs> 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 I think it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> It's, it was, I didn't, didn't I already tell you how, like, the aesthetics did not match the sound, and yeah. everyone was sort of like, hmm, intriguing choice. Good. I listened to a podcast where they were like, I think the third song was important because it made the first two make sense, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, because three establishes a pattern, so it, you now have sonically heard the thing you're going to hear. Sonically. Um, sonically. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's overrated. I like it, but... When people said that it like surpassed folklore and all these other things, I was like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. What was your um? The question, question we have for you, mm-hmm. David? How many Martin Scorsese films have you seen? Let's find out. Um, not that many. Not that many. I've seen I've seen The Departed. I've seen this one. I've seen Taxi Driver. Let me see what else he's done. Uh, Are you pulling up a list? Yes. I'm looking at his filmography. Can I see the filmography? I know. uh, I've seen. um, I've seen Goodfellas. I've been to see Raging Bull and Casino, but I haven't. Uh, Gangs of New York, no. Aviator, no. Wolf of Wall Street, no. I think I saw Hugo in a college class. Comes with the fire moon is gonna be really good. I hear this book is really great. Isn't that the one with um, Mad Eye Moody? You haven't seen Harry Potter <laughs> with that Brendan Gleeson and Colin actor who was in things. This one hasn't come out yet, but starring oh no, different movie. Um, what am I thinking? I don't know. They just stop being friends. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've seen Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, The Departed Shutter Island. I've seen four. You know what's interesting about this list? Hmm. It's missing one of his movies. It is. Which one is that? Kancharov from 1973. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? 
we were going to ask you to compare yeah. Shutter Island to Goncharov. Because it seemed Gontrov. like one you Gontrov. probably would have seen. I haven't. There's, oh, wait, hold on. I want to I wanna describe it to you yeah, first. Yeah. First, I have to find the thing that I saw that <laughs> described it. <laughs> hold on, David. Give me a moment, David. Okay. Okay, thanks. Because when I texted Christine, I knew she liked this movie. And I was like, I don't know. There's some similarities with, with Contra, but it's not as good. It's not as good. It's not as good. But it's okay. David, don't look it up yet. I have to read something that's pivotal. Okay. Read it. I have to find it first. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I have reblogged many a thing. <laughs> and I have to find it. So I have to go through some stuff. Okay. This is a screenshot. Because Goncharov next year is its 50th anniversary mm-hmm. so a lot of people are like it's it's watching it's, it's it. coming we're watching back. it for the first time in honor of the anniversary it's got a resurgence yeah and so someone texted their friend it's a screenshot of a conversation where someone texted their friend and they said dude have you heard about Gontrov 1973 and the person said i have been busy with various social activities all day and when i went through my text inbox just now my other friend also texted me the same thing what is Gontrov? and so it is described as well, this person says, it's a movie about Russian mobsters living in Naples, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Sybil Shepard. It has just a load of homoerotic subtext and deeply explores themes of cultural and personal identity, as well as being a meditation on mortality and the conflict of choosing to spend your life building your own legacy versus choosing to spend your life actually living. And that just seems very, like, artsy. So we were like, surely David has seen this. Yeah, surely David has <laughs> um, seen Gantra. But the... Other part of that text, the follow-up, is them saying it also, and I cannot stress this enough, does not exist. <laughs> and the person said, what? We <laughs> just wanted him going. I wanted to keep him going and be like, let's rent Goncharov. Oh, I didn't know you wanted to keep it going. She told me to stop. I sent you that. You knew where I was going. I was, I was frantically I Googling. Goncharov. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what you were saying, because I was like, Goncharov. Goncharov? Goncharov? Goncharov. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see it. Didn't see it? Sounds like a, sounds like a film that greatest, would exist. It's <laughs> the greatest mafia movie ever made, David. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Incredible film. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen enough mafia Films that you haven't seen. You haven't seen Gontrov. It has Gontrov and Andre and Katia and Sophia and Mario and the Ice Pick Man. I'm sorry, Ice Pick Joe. Yeah, Ice Pick Joe. Wrong. Um, Yeah. So basically, all of this began because someone had a boot, and on the tag of the boot, it said like the Martin Scorsese film Gontrov, 1973, directed by Natted, JWH0173, and everyone's like, or someone, the person who posted it was like, this boot has a tag for a Martin Scorsese film that doesn't exist, and someone was like, this idiot hasn't seen Gontrov, and all of Tumblr was like, oh, we're going to turn this into a thing. And so I left, I was off Tumblr for like four days, and all this happened, and I came back, and everyone was talking about Gontrov, and I was like, I have missed something, and it's very interesting, it is. 
um, all the still shots from the movie I have seen, immaculately filmed, the themes and the literature analyses, they're really good. Yeah. I saw one about, like, what was it? The scene, if they just fucked earlier, none of this would have happened. <laughs> Gontrov and Or his... people are like, how long Gontrov is, how long Gontrov would have been a cut yeah, yeah, yeah. gun in that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> I j- people have like really gotten into it where um, Katya said something about like of course I love you that's why I had to shoot you and Gontrov says if you really loved or if we were really in love you wouldn't have missed and then later he's murdered by Andre who didn't miss yeah how's about that subtext hmm. yeah. really good subtext really good subtext good job Martin there's also crazy. a lot to do with clocks and time and the mm-hmm. passage of time Trying to piece this together, like, after the fact. Madness. Yeah. Yep. Is... Listeners, if you haven't heard of Gontrov 1973, please go down the rabbit hole. This please, is... please. It is so funny. And then this someone... far too online for me. But, yeah. <laughs> no, Add it to the list. Gontrov. Someone tweeted... Hilarious. Martin... Someone tweeted Martin Scorsese. Like, hey, you heard of Gontrov? And he replied, of course, I made it. That was his daughter. <laughs> his or his daughter. granddaughter who, like, sent him something okay. from TikTok and sent it to him. And he was like, yeah, I made it. Someone has this whole little video of just think That's the boot that began it all. The thing is it all goes too fast for you to actually, like, take it. Mm. But... The gang makes a Martin Scorsese movie. Just all these posts about Gontrov. And it ends with... It ends with Martin Scorsese being like, yeah, I made it. Yes, I made that film years ago. But he's a good sport. I don't think we saw the one right before they showed that, but it was like, girl boss, gatekeep, Gontrov. Or like, gaslight, gatekeep, something like that. Girl boss, gaslight, Gontrov is so great. The posters are all very good. They are. Yeah. And very real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goncharov, 1973. Right. right. Which implies there that was a later Goncharov that was bad. <laughs> so we don't like talk about 2015 it. or something. The remake. Yeah. Yeah, nobody talks about the remake. We don't, we don't talk about the remake. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so this is the only Martin Scorsese movie I've ever seen. How's about that? How's about... Oh, wait, no. I just said that I think I watched Hugo in college. So, hmm. I retract my statement. You might enjoy The Departed. I you hear like the movie. I hear a lot about... Don't actually know anything about it. People just talk about it. It's all just words. Yeah. Well, Summarize The Departed for me, David. Well, let me... Um, no, you have to. You cannot look up you cannot all look words it up. and read them. Um, The Departed, though... A lot of cops, a lot of mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Lost me, but then you got me. <laughs> <laughs> there's like. They co mingle. Yeah, there's like. It's almost like the two worlds are connected, and some cops are dirty, and some mafia are dirty by mafia standards because they're yeah. undercover cops. Yeah, there's like there's like a double there's like a double switch. Yeah. There's so, like a cop who's undercover with the mob, but also a mob guy, guy who's, who's like undercover is a cop. Kinda, yeah. One yeah. plot twist. Mm-hmm. Two. Surely this couldn't happen in real life, guys. I know it's kind of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Loosely based stretch. on the real life 
Boston Winter Hill Gang. I don't think so. Says the, the Wikipedia. Cops wouldn't do something like that. Well, this is Boston. <laughs> this is Boston. <laughs> Things are different. Yeah. Anyway. You'd probably you'd probably enjoy it. It's got a it's got all the things that you like. Mm-hmm. Are people trapped in a place? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all at least mentally trapped in Boston? Hey, it has Leo. It does. Yep. And Mark Wahlberg, a different Mark. A different Mark. The other Marky Mark. Leo, that's not good. Leo hair. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Martin Sheen. Yeah, they're all they're all in it. All in mm-hmm. the departed. Hmm. There's an actress with my name. In the movie, not just like <laughs> in life. Yeah. Well, is there anything else we want to say about Podcast 78 Shutter Island? It was really good, and I'm sorry you give it a C plus. What grade do you give it? B, just like B, not yeah, plus. Just like right. a just like a middle B. Okay, it's a mm-hmm. solid B. Okay. 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 That's all I wanted to know. Great. Great. Really liked it, though, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She thought it was weird. <laughs> no, Joan really liked it <laughs> because it was weird. She had the same review as the other person, but gave it five stars. Right, like. She was like weird in a good way. Yeah. Weird with like a wink. That's like we're having fun here. Yeah. Yeah. And Joan. That was her. That was her whole review. Weird <laughs> winky face emoji. Her I'm entire review isn't even like typed. It's just like a video of like the credits rolling and she turns and she says weird and then winks. And people are like, wow, it's like really good lens to get a flea. <laughs> Reviewing a bunch of. Random movies on Rotten Tomatoes with just weird, weird smiley face, winky yeah. face. What's the movie that would be like the most fun or funniest, most funny to see that kind of a comment on? Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Gone with the Wind, so it's a classic can't, though. Can't. I haven't like. either. It's just a classic hallmark of cinema, and I feel like doing that to like. A Hollywood classic like Casablanca mm. or Gone with the Wind or a third one would be Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's like it's actually applicable to that one though. It so is. it's not as funny. It's more funny. It's no, less it's funny. Not. You're right. It's less funny. Yeah. 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 We should put Casablanca on the list though, because I was supposed to, I was supposed to see it for like two if not three different film classes yeah. and each time I was just like nope uh, not. <laughs> I watched Casablanca because a book be... that I love talked about it and I was like I, I think I would really enjoy it I think but I would hate it but really I want to see it because it's a classic and mm-hmm. usually I am against classics because I feel like I hate them but what else was I going to add to the list we talked about it at the very beginning Zodiac yeah. Okay. All I could think of was She's the Man. The movie that we already <laughs> watched. Yeah, we watched that for last time. In we fact. did. Should we talk about for next time? Um, I would love to. Let's do it. All right. Meet Brendan. Brendan. He's an explorer. 
scouring North Africa for lost treasure to take back to British museums because this is the 1900s and that is what you do as a white dude. <laughs> After an ancient Egyptian curse befalls him, or rather Omar, an ancient Egyptian man, cusses him out for looting his country. Brendan no longer wants to be a part of the expedition, but is dragged along by Lionel, the expedition leader who has no such moral qualms. One day, in the depths of a pyramid, they discover a secret anteroom, a burial chamber filled with sarcophagi. Lionel opens the most ornately decorated and is felled by a poison arrow trap. Nigel, his second in command, also a very British name. I was trying. You're trying. Uh, opens the next most ornate and falls into a bottomless pit. Finally, Brendan decides that he's had enough of this and runs for his life, only to be caught by the true hero of our film because that's right, we're watching The Mummy! I'm excited. I've never seen The Mummy. See, I only saw it for the first time like last year, maybe mm-hmm. the year before. Real good time. Had a, had a blast. Loved it. Good, good movie-watching experience. I thought I was like the one person behind not watching The Mummy. Mm. So a couple months ago when it was on again, there was a scene and I made my own little tiny meme and I sent it to like three people and none of those people <laughs> had seen The Mummy. And I was like, God, you're all the worst. This is relatable to any you. of you. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's no self-satisfaction. I think you were the person. I think you were one of the people I sent yeah, it to. It may have been. Yeah. Unfortunately, were like, I haven't seen it. Too. I have a person you sent a meme to once. Yeah, yeah. Didn't send a meme to me. I hate that. David, it, one didn't apply to you. <laughs> like, no, I don't think you would have um, seen The Mummy. I'm thinking who has seen The Mummy. I don't think you're going to be at the top of our list for any of those questions, except for has he seen Gondorov? Yeah. The classic. I, I definitely could have if that movie existed. <laughs> Also, the meme, I'm pretty sure, had something like, the feminism leaving my body red. <laughs> so, like, that's not applicable. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun movie, though. The Mummy. The Mummy! The mummy. This will be back-to-back movies that Hallie hasn't seen. Yeah. Well. What a time to be alive. Yeah. And this is back-to-back movies I've seen. Really, most movies I've seen. <laughs> I was going to say, I think um, yeah. a lot, we've had a lot of back-to-backs of... Back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. But soon that will be interrupted because you will have a movie that I'm because sure Because next, next episode is 79, which means after that, it's my pick. Woo! Everybody said. I'm going to make you watch a TV series, actually. Ooh. Do we think I'll like it more or less than Holy Motors? More. I okay. Think you have Are people stuck somewhere? No. I think you have an, an actual chance of liking this one, though. No Maybe it's. I'll give you. I'll give you a a hint. It's a TV series from the eighties that was canceled after six episodes. Oh no! <laughs> really excited. Are you gonna make us watch Firefly? No. That's not no. from the 80s. That's from the early 2000s. Was. What? My family really likes that what show. Time. Okay, well, never mind. I thought I was really smart when I was like, Firefly. You were like, decades off. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. Yeah. Um, I have seen Firefly. Like 80 also. And like 2009. <laughs> That's like almost three. That's like 2.9. What? <laughs> You've never seen Firefly? No, but my parents drive me to go see Serenity, 
And the thing is, I probably would have enjoyed Serenity, but I hated that they forced me to go. Like, they did not tell <laughs> yeah. me we were going to go see a movie so that I, I think they just, like, we, we showed up and I was at the theater for a movie I didn't want to see and I couldn't leave yeah. because everyone was there. Yeah. I couldn't just go home with someone. They also did that to me with Across the Universe. So <laughs> I don't like that there. movie either. Yeah. Except for their version of I've Just Seen a Face. Very good. Hmm. Yeah, well, it has Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. He was voiced in a movie we've seen. Bye. On this podcast. What? Who was Alan Tudyk voiced by? No. No, no he voiced no. the character. <laughs> Name the character. He was the robot in the thing. What? The Star Wars movie we watched. It was Alan Tudyk was the oh, robot. That's not who I'm thinking of, though. No. But it was right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wrong it's because you didn't read my mind. <laughs> it's the other correct answer. The other one. He was... I don't like that it's all the same one. Yeah. He was an animal of some kind. I don't remember. But I remember that... I remember there was a whole thing that he was like, I went to Juilliard, but he was an animal. I don't remember what movie Are you saying was. animals can't go to Juilliard? No. I'm just, I mean, yeah, they can. <laughs> <laughs> the admissions process is... I would probably catch that at some yeah. point. Um, I don't remember, but... I remember the thing that you didn't remember, so how's about that? It's Hey Hey. Hey Hey? That's also not who I was oh, thinking of. Who so, are like, you thinking of? <laughs> he was in Zootopia. Oh, yeah, he's the weasel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The weasel. The weasel. The weasel. Look at us, all thinking of Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, he gets done around. Of, done a lot of things. We all have a different Alan Tudyk result now. On the personality quiz we just That's true. So that'll be for next time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Actually, what what did we just say? We're watching The Mummy! (laughs) I'm looking forward to The Mummy. It's The Mummy! I am looking forward to The Mummy. I feel like you're going to hate it. I think... I'm going to come back having to defend The Mummy like I had to defend Twilight. You'll like it more than you like... Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, again, have no... I don't I don't know what the... Uh, I have no cautiously optimistic because I think it will also be fun. It seems like... The... It seems like the goofy sort of action that maybe isn't going to take itself seriously, but earnestly, I really like... Yeah. Earnest kind of goofy. It's good stuff. And I think, I think the mummy may be that. Okay. But we'll find out next time on Catching Up David, episode seventy nine, the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dragging this out because Hallie said she has to be. have to go to and... the bathroom. Goodbye, Kristen. Goodbye, David. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye, Hallie. David. Bye, Hallie. Bye, listeners.